Hey everybody, Jay Shlansky here from the Fifth Trooper Network. I just want to take a moment to thank you for checking out this show. Did you know that over at thefifthtrooper.com we have tons of other content, including blogs, other podcasts, all kinds of stuff. In addition, if you want access to exclusive content, you can join us on patreon.com slash thefifthtrooper and join at any level and you'll get access to uh, exclusive blog articles, access to our private Discord, and much more. So please, Check us out, and thank you so much for all your support. Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back. Welcome back. Hello and welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Jay and Tim. What's up, gentlemen? Well, you can welcome them back. It's okay. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah it is kind back. of a welcome back. I mean, I've just never said it before, so it threw me off a little I, bit. I do tell people, so sometimes people ask me, hey, somebody recommended your podcast. Should I go all the way back to the beginning? I go, no. No. And they're like, why not? not? And I'm like, because none of that is real anymore. I'm going to need you to go back maybe four months. <laughs> maybe. I'm like, that's about as far as I would go. I go, frankly, you could start with today's episode and just go from here and you'll be fine. Because there's a good chance we're going to cover things we've talked about before anyways, as the rules change and new units come out. So I was going to say it's always changing anyway. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we've been doing this every week for five years, so yeah, we've definitely. It's like The Simpsons, right? The Simpsons have done everything. <laughs> yeah, yes. You know, people are always like, "Hey, have you done an episode on this?" And it's like, "Yeah, probably." You yeah. Know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. Like I, my favorite thing is sometimes on the podcast or on the YouTube, we'll get a comment where someone's arguing with us, but on episode like ten, and but they're using today's knowledge but then arguing on episode 10 and I'm just going, who are you talking to, bro? It's like, what are you talking about? Tauntauns are bad. Yeah, Like like, those people don't even exist anymore. This episode is from 2019. It's like (laughs) yelling at a star that's 10 billion years, years away. Yeah. Yeah. You're too bright. We were all young ones. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. The game was young ones. That's fine. (laughs) All right. Um, well, soldiers. we are going to talk about the game today at some point. No. Uh, <laughs> how, how, how about now? No, I'm over this now. No, let's right. uh, let's turn this into a Lorcana podcast. I'm really excited. Done. To I'm talk down for that. I can if, get, if I'll you go can get, get any deck. cards, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I've like yeah. started looking for them because I was late oh, to yeah. the bandwagon, and I'm You're like, hey, this would be a fun late. thing to. And I'm yeah. like, nope, yeah. nowhere, yeah. literally none. Can't uh, do legitimately. It all, so. Legitimately, for if you're going to actually play the game, uh, starter decks are great. Yeah, like the starter decks are phenomenal. Okay, yeah, but you can. Where do you get you them? Can uh, well, so you yeah, like a okay. big box store randomly. That's what I found. Yeah. Like, okay, what but, you do is uh, it's you, you ask whoever you know somebody. Hey, when do you guys stock your card games? And they'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, Thursday. And then you just go Thursday, and yeah. you hope that they put a starter deck up. And the good news is a lot of times I feel like the starter decks don't fly off the shelves quite as much because that's, they're that's the, true. It's the same cards. Yep. So no one is like trying to scalp them unless you're just trying to oh, sell for the them rare cards. To, right. Yeah. And, yeah. Like and the they only cards. have one blind pack in them. So it's okay. not like, right. but yeah. they, they're a ton of value. And like, I, uh, yeah. I actually played 
one of the starter decks against my buddy Jeremy, who's playing at a high level right now. And he has pre he has built decks that he's designed to win. And the starter decks were actually holding their own and doing pretty well. So, oh, so yeah. there's tons of value in them from the cards from play standpoint. Yeah. And and it's yeah, they're they're good. They're good. It's also just a neat game, man. Like it's just a it cool, is. like sacrificing a- useful things to try and get other useful things, maybe. It's just a cool like concept. Yeah. So like for those of you out there real quick, and I swear we'll we'll maybe talk about Legion (laughs) today, but like, uh, so, but basically what it's like is if you play magic, instead of putting out mana, all the cards potentially, well, not all of them, but 90% of the cards are mana. So you're basically, you can turn a card over to spend that as mana instead of like putting it out as a creature or a spell. But then it stays as that. It's yeah. It stays as mana and that card. Quote unquote ink. Yeah, Yeah. It's, it's there forever. You can't take it back. So That's it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool game. It sounds yeah. similar conceptually to the new Star Wars card game that's coming out. I've, I've heard that actually. You're, I've, yeah. Several people have told me that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've not played it yet. But yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't played it either, but I looked at the rules for it and I'm like, this looks like Lorcana. So it's, it's a very cool similar concept. Yeah. Which makes sense because yeah. I had heard that out to like set six or eight i think they said they're not really going to get in they're not going to do marvel or star wars and they probably they may not even do it then it's just going to be mostly disney stuff which i'm fine with there's so many marvel and star wars card games anyways like i do we don't need another one like i'm i'm fine i'd rather it be disney i like all the disney lore stuff anyways so you know it's pretty cool and it's a new it's a new space yeah right and the way they're doing it too where you have like alt arts of all your favorite characters is really cool like i never would have yeah. thought to have a robin hood mickey mouse but like cool neat right? yeah 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 all right anyway. real quick real quick real quick no no <laughs> real quick real quick <laughs> so uh there's a i don't know if they're doing this out by you tim but if you get into this and if you're like a disney fan or whatever some of the stores are doing where you you have to only you can only put cards in your deck that are from move like two movies you have to pick like two movies oh. or two things and you can only put cards in your deck like from beauty and the beast or from moana or from you oh, know wow. like yeah so it's pretty it's pretty I interesting feel about that that's it's just fun yeah. it's just fun ways to play the game you know i think that kind of lends to that like level of fun. look at kyle he's so um, well, my first out. thought was like, what's what's a Disney movie that has like this like meta situation that has all the Disney characters in it? <laughs> yeah. And how do I break? I'm immediately this thinking, thought. how do I break yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, Wreck It Ralph has like all of the Disney princesses in it. Does that count? You know. Could um, it could potentially? I don't think we have it. Do we have a Wreck It Ralph yet? No, stuff not yet. yet. No, right. not yet. Yeah. The new. But but again, do you quickly, have to pick well, a movie that is? I mean, if you want to just do all the Disney princesses, that movie has all the Disney princesses but, in it. Hold on, Jay. Have you seen the artwork for the new for Floodborne, yeah. which is coming out in November? Yeah. Did you see the Winnie the Pooh one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want that as like a tattoo. Like it's that is so the coolest. Cool. Yeah. Some of the coolest artwork I've ever seen in any game. It's for those who don't know. It's basically like Winnie the Pooh. With I think the wizard's hat on for Mickey Mouse floating on top of like a floating honey hive, yeah. and he's just like supreme wizard <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, supreme wizard of honey. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Well, and, and the way you play Matt, <laughs> I okay, you know what? I'll tie this into Legion. The way they do this, which I think is neat, and something I would like to see is like it's kind of like they do like dream 
born versus like actually where it's like, hey, this isn't a real this wasn't a real thing. This was something we created, but it's it's in this like dream realm or whatever. Like I would love to see like alt universe like option like battle forces in in Legion. Like I think that would be cool. Like the real sure. death troopers, which were like the zombie stormtroopers or whatever, you know, like stuff like that, I think would sure. be cool. You know, yeah. just have like all alternative like yeah universe or old universe extended universe type well they, that'd be neat they've touched on that kind of stuff with their some of their op kit not the op kits but like their special op kits like right with the 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 trash monster whatever the heck it's called and then other Di- stuff like diagonal yeah like they they're touching yeah. on that kind of thing yeah. so like <laughs> but if you were to take that and make that into a full battle force kind of yeah 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 that's fair see that no it's just yeah anyways there Legion, stupid Legion. There you go, Legion. All right. Well, this was a notorious scoundrels podcast. Uh, <laughs> thank. Yeah, let's just go. We've talked about Legion. Let's. All right. Uh, no. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Crucible was this weekend. That was a tournament yes, in was. Florida. Speaking uh, of Disney, it was yeah. it was right outside of Universal Studios. I did yeah. some alt art Disney cards for the command cards to give away at the, there you at go. the event. So cool. Oh, thank yeah. you. There were what 40 something players. Yeah, they did it. They spread it, split it across two heats. Um, we had a fair, so I got to go. I uh-huh. go. spoiler. Yeah. yeah. Got to go. Um, I think we had, unfortunately a fair bit of drops kind of last minute. So I think people like booked it and then forgot to get flights or something for it. Or, mm, you know, like they, okay. they said, this is a great idea. I love this concept. And then they didn't, go all the way (laughs) and make the final travel commitments um but yeah we still ended up having 40 something odd players um across two heats it was great yeah it looked like a great time i was getting some fomo watching everybody post pictures over the weekend yeah they Um, had uh some really good community tables i mean florida's got a super strong community right yeah like they they came out full force both as players and as a community um and as as tables and terrain uh lots of great tables i didn't really see a whole lot of tables that i was not wanting to play on um there were certainly definitely some different kind of tables but like all in all they all looked really good um i heard they also did something cool with the top four with tables where they actually let yes the top four players veto tables yeah it's they had that's a really neat concept to me i think he said he had six and then they vetoed down to four or something like that or some some yeah like that uh, I wasn't there. Spoiler alert. I wasn't at the top floor. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. weren't? Uh, wow. Yeah, I know. It was shocking. No. If only there were some basic lessons I could have learned. Which we will talk about. Uh, before uh, we get there, though, quickly, we should mention who was in the top four was our very own Michael Berry. Who yep. And won, won the tournament. And Austin. Yes. And Austin Miller also. And Austin. Yeah. yeah. So two of the top four. Yeah. Fifth trooper. And then, uh, fifth trooper. Former fifth trooper Mike Cirillo was also yep. in the top. Also four. top yeah. four. Yep, that's right. That's so, right. um, and then the last was uh, Liam Kelly, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess it's you know basically it's just something you should all think about. Like, <laughs> I think we know what we're talking about here. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe stop arguing with me on on like. The YouTube or on uh, Discord or Facebook. My, I don't know. We might just know is... what we're talking about here. Like it always seems like we're winning all the tournaments. Just, just throwing that out there. I don't know, guys. We. I was gonna say 
So my thing is, well, you're maybe from I'm not Stabcast, always, so you don't. Maybe I'm not always <laughs> good at this game, but I'm I maybe. associate with a lot of people that are good at this game. So that's good. You know, it's fine. Well, that's what I'm I said. I just have proximity. to hire all the people that are good at yeah. this game, and I'm, I'm in close proximity to people that are really good at this game. Yeah. So once, once I had lunch month. with Mike. Yeah, <laughs> I, had so with Mike, so <laughs> I ate one of his fries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We talked about how TGI Fridays has really gone down in quality. <laughs> oh, gross. You guys read the TGI Fridays. God. It was there. It was there. Oh, it was what quick. a mistake. Oh, yeah. That, mm. Anyway. No, not anyway. And, and Mike still here. managed to somehow win the tournament after that. That's impressive. Yeah, how about yeah. that? Yeah. Um, he, was playing, he was playing Yoda, which yes. I'm sure he'll talk about next time he's on the show. But yep. it was a very different type of Yoda than most people are used to with Yoda, so... Uh, my big thing, again, I know you, he'll talk about it, so I don't want to take too much away from it. My big thing that was interesting that stood out to me was that it was Yoda with no burst of speed, like very much like a classic Yoda, Yeah. Um, which he said it was good. Uh, I, I, It's not my style, but I get it. I get why it's good. I'd Makes say sense. he, yeah, I, we'll let him talk about it. But the, yeah, for sure, if you for just sure. if you just look at the upgrades, he didn't have burst. He had Padme instead of Chewie. Basically, he was playing Yoda more like Palpatine then yeah. like you know right. currently yoda is uh an aggressive objective piece for most players you know he's yeah. got burst of speed uh he's got chewy he's got in it in a list with barks for objective play mike was basically like let's do gunline yoda so yeah. he didn't have burst he had force guidance mm-hmm. um barrier and uh push uh, push yeah yeah um so it can still do some Yoda tricks, but basically it was more like a defensive Yoda facilitating everything else, doing stuff with tokens, with guidance. Which um, makes sense. Guidance, well, that's that's, yeah. the, that's a mode that Yoda can do that most people don't use him for. So yeah, um, and and guidance makes sense when you have Padme too, right? Because you can you can qu- guidance quick Padme. thinking yeah, for extra so. tokens. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, yeah, uh, but. We're not here to talk about Yoda today because Mike isn't on this uh, cast. But who is on this right. cast is Tim, Teaser. Haha. who played Hello. Bounty Hunters. Yes. And it just so happens that we got someone suggest a podcast topic for a one-on-one episode that was how to play Bounty Hunters. So, which is a great question. I, I'd like to point out that I've played both Yoda and Bounty Hunters within the last <laughs> month. So <laughs> I know you're just like skipping right over that, Kyle, and just like, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Mike and Tim, they played these lists. Not Jay, though. I wasn't finished, oh. Jay. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you were. <laughs> no, I, I, I understand. <laughs> uh, I've also played... played Bounty Hunters recently. I didn't name myself in that list. Tim is Tim is the one that like recently wins the tournament, so he's kind of like the guest on this. You know? Oh, yeah, he yeah. is a guest. I only have a minor crisis about oh. it every time you say it. It's okay. Crap. You know what? I'm sorry. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Before we go any further, I, I swear, I'm so sorry, everybody. But now that I've got your attention and we're only 15, 20 minutes in, I do have a little housekeeping. Just real quick. I'm sorry. Okay. I completely forgot. I, I completely forgot. We are putting out a new podcast this week. Okay. And I just, I'm so sorry. I'm going to, I'm not going to cut this. I was going to say, I'm going to cut this, put this at the beginning of the episode, but I'm not going to. No, it's leave staying it, leave right, right it. here. It's fresh. Nestled in it's the right. seven minute mark. 
is what I want. We're putting out a new podcast. It's an audio podcast. We're doing a uh, Cthulhu, Octung Cthulhu podcast, uh, audio podcast. It's an RPG. It's a 2D20 system. There's uh, a ton of casts from all the podcasts you guys love. Um, and we've got some new people. I'm really excited about this. Um, and it's so, a ton of fun. Yeah. And it's, it's a ton of fun. Episode one is coming out this week. So please look for that uh, and listen to it. I'm if really... you want to hear a bunch of people that, that you might know and then some that you might not know, just butcher some accents. It's a great time. It's a <laughs> great time. Hear the accents change. It's, mm -hmm. it's great. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. I just, I had to do that. I'm, I'm all over the place, everybody. I apologize, Kyle. I apologize to you. Let's get back to whatever stupid thing we were talking about. Go on. I don't remember what it was. Bounty Hunters. Lower Kana. So <laughs> let me tell you about, <laughs> let me tell you about the silver sapphire deck. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you though. why Moana. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me tell you why Detective Mickey might be the best card in the game. No, Princess Deck is so underrated. But anyway, uh, anyway dude, I got a Princess so... Deck. Yeah, it's so good. So oh good. my god! Anyway, know. anyway, <laughs> bounty hunters like princesses. Bounty hunters. Uh, yeah, not that dissimilar. Um... <laughs> I was hoping someone could make some kind of connection there that I wasn't. Oh, being no, I was, I, someone I was desperately trying to think jump. of one. I couldn't do it. I'm yeah. so sorry, everybody. This is my fault. I'm all my right. my head is not in the game today, and I'm throwing this podcast Good. in all different directions. I really right. apologize. Bounty hunters, speak to everyone. Bounty hunters. Which Tim, how are you, bounty hunter? Tim, how do I bounty hunter? I <laughs> well, I have evidently not successfully this time around, but it's okay. So the nice thing about bounty and bounty is one of the two keywords in this game, right? That really can throw a wrench into your regular scoring process. The other uh -huh. being secret mission. Secret mission, yep. Yeah, secret mission. I we won't we won't harp against it. I think it's way easier than bounty, but it's fine. Debatable. It's a, it's a, it is debatable. You're correct. It's absolutely correct. But anyway, bounty hunter, you have to kill a selected either operative or commander, and then you whoever killed him gets the bounty token if they're a bounty hunter, and then that bounty hunter has to stay alive until the end of the game to then to then get an extra victory point. You can have up to two bounty hunters. Uh, they're interesting because they, they tend to be fairly independent, and I actually don't mean that as a pun, which is odd for me because normally I would. Uh, nowadays, they have independent as well stapled onto them. They used to not have that. But like they, they tend to work fairly like kind of on their own. Um, but it really, to me, was really interesting and something I, I learned at Crucible. It was a lesson that I didn't even know I needed to learn. But I have evidently... Because I do play a bunch of different lists all the time, it's part of why I present as not very good because I can't focus on one list to get good at it. I haven't really had a chance to play Bounty Hunter versus Bounty Hunter. I won't say that I've never played it, but I mean like on, on a higher level uh, and especially frequently, I've not had a chance to play Bounty Hunter versus Bounty Hunter. So I got to have a chance to where I was running Double Bounty. I was running just briefly my list was... Um, uh, Moff Gideon, which I had a reasoning for that. Moff Gideon, two shores fully. I'd like to hear it. We'll get there. Two <laughs> shores, two shores with the heavy. I'm struggling with, to think what it could be. <laughs> with mortars, and then uh, Del Nico in a snow, and then a naked what? storm. What list are you playing? Why and are then you IG88? IG88. That's God. why Del was there partially. Uh, and Bosk. 
two snipers. So you had 11x, 800 on the nose. So the reason for Gideon was his three pit primarily. He's also a decent melee linebacker and you're back to like help fend off the, the bad guys. Uh, he's a Courage 3 commander as well, which is not, nice. That's not something, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Courage 3, melee linebacker, and then also his three pit, which gives troopers fire support. So the idea was to be fire supporting like shore shots with bounty hunters and surging crit and pierce and all that good stuff. Um, it okay. didn't always get to happen. But it was it did happen occasionally, and it was it was pretty strong when it happened. Um, yeah, I could see the, that. Side note: the problem with that is that you can only really pull that off on his three pip. And oh, the other thing with with Gideon was his ruthless ability, which people always forget about. Uh-huh. Is yep. that face up face up core trooper that's in range two of him can suffer a wound to get a free action. It's basically new ways to motivate them, but all the time. Right. Um, and I actually forgot to use it twice, but because <laughs> practice, everyone, yay! Yep. But yeah, it actually would would have been possibly game winning for one of my one of the games. Would have been really close. But anyway, so my first game, I got to play double bounty versus a single bounty list. It was a shadow collective list. Oh, oh, thank you. I was like, what's happening? Uh, yes, shadow collective list and. Uh, he had Bosk in there. It's Bosk, some swoops, some mandos, all those things. Um, we could talk about the whole game, but I'm not. I'm not going to do that because it's going to take too long. But long story short, I forgot how fast mandos were because they they ran up and were able to to get the mortars. Um, and then, his, quite frankly, his Bosk out bountied my IG88. And this is this is a lesson where we we could talk about having double bounty, especially versus single bounty. Because what I should have done is I should have been a little bit more aggressive with both to then counter his somewhat aggressive boss play. So then even if he kills one, I can kill him. He doesn't get my bounty. I get the bounty. And that's that. Instead, I play what would maybe be considered a more traditional boss play with my boss, where I was a little bit farther back. Um, But because he was more aggressive with his, he just it was a range four fight and he he just won the range four fight. Uh, it should be noted, IG-88 had one wound on him and then rolled five red dice and blanked all of them. So that was great. Ouch. Um, yep. Yeah, so that did happen. But uh, I I put myself in that position. So, yeah, that's a bad roll, but I shouldn't have been in that position to roll that poorly in the first place. So that's on me. No, I blame you too. Mm-hmm. I, well, I also blame myself. And even there, so you <laughs> said he had one wound on him already. Yeah. I assume that was a lying in wait shot or something, based on was, what you're describing. Was, yeah. yeah. Um. So with with the Bosk's pierce there, you would have had to roll. Let's see. Uh, you would have had to roll two, two out of five. No, you would have had to roll three out of five for him to actually survive. Because two out of five, one of those gets pierced. That's still four wounds. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that you, it would have still required an above average roll in that situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so I put myself, and that's what he was saying after the game. Um, he was a nice guy. He's been playing for a while. Um, but I think he was a little bit newer to that list. And he was talking about like, oh, well, your dice really bad. I was like, ah, I mean, it, they felt bad. Cause like anytime you see blanks, it feels bad, but like, no, I, I appreciate the, the, the sentiment, but like I put myself there. Um, but again, a great bounty lesson for playing bounty V bounty is really be considering 
not only of the bounty keyword, which is something, no matter what list you're playing, you always have to bear in mind if your opponent has that in play, right? Mm -hmm. No matter what's going on. Even if your guy's all the way tucked behind like a, a rock and they're never going to see him, you think. Uh, I've seen and I've played bounty hunters where I'm able to like just peek around, turn six and get like a long range shot and then just like, you know, snipe out uh, a naked commander or something like that and get the winning play just like that. Um, especially turn six, that kind of stuff can happen when there's not a whole lot of left on the board. Um, but then in addition to keeping in mind bounty itself, you need to be in mind what kind of hunters do they have? Because Cad Bane is going to act very differently than Bosk, right? Both are very good, but both are very different. And so just be in mind, like, how how is this bounty hunter going to be coming for me? And, and what are they going to be doing to try and get that bounty token? Yeah, I guess when if you're playing against bounty hunters, um, they can be very glass cannon. Like, if you... You know, I think one of the the things when I've been playing is um, it's a gamble because sometimes Boba saves 10 like he just sometimes he does. And so but sometimes he saves none. And so, yep. you know, and yeah. so, yeah. you know, I think if you're up against bounty hunters, I'm not even worried about the bounty as much as I am about just what they're capable of doing to the game state. Right. And so uh, with, with objectives, with their ability to erase units, like they, they have a mm -hmm. lot of other stuff going on. And so I, I think the most effective thing that I've seen against me and things that I've done is, especially if you have like, um, if you're facing a double bounty with a generic commander or even in Tim's case, Moth, you know, he's not carrying all of Moth's cards. So, you know, the sooner you can get those bounty hunters off the table, the less options down the road uh, the player's going to have because most of their command cards are going to be uh, focused on those bounty hunters. And something else to consider too is what are your bounty targets going to be? And sometimes you don't have options, right? Like sometimes it's one commander or like if you're running double bounty and they only have two possible options, okay, then that's that, that's fine. But there's certain cases, especially with the rise of a lot of double bounty lists where you have to choose like, who am I going to, who am I going to bounty? You know, is it going to be both your operatives? Is it going to be, you know, is it going to be two hunters versus two hunters directly? Or is it going to be your commander and your hunter or, you know, whatever. So you really have to think of who's going to be coming towards me Traditionally, I mean, you know, however you want to play your bounty hunters, but right. traditionally you're yeah. going to pick whoever's coming towards me and going to get put in the danger zone is who I'm going to bounty, um, yeah. which actually, that, well, that actually, my second game, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead. Yeah, I actually think that's an interesting <clears throat> discussion point, excuse me, is like if you have a situation where you have to choose between like a squishy generic commander and like a, you know, what we would call like a playmaker unit, a unit that has to get involved and be attacking stuff to make itself useful. You know, which of those do you choose and why? It sounds like you would choose the playmaker. I almost always choose the playmaker because even if I don't get the bounty, that's okay because sometimes the threat of me getting the bounty can be enough of a game changer in and of itself. I... So that if, if I'm forcing you to play your big piece differently then to me, that's a different, maybe not the total success, but that's on some level of success. I've honestly found the opposite. Um, I've found that if an aggressive, especially if they're like a Jedi or something, if they have the bounty, they tend to play them more aggressive, which uh, is because 
they start diving them quicker, which can be a detriment to your bounty hunters, right? Uh, and so, because generally sure. speaking, I've found that if you go for a squishier unit, you, you're most likely not going to get the bounty, but that wasn't the point. The point was to like make sure that they keep that unit behind cover or off the board um, sure. for most of the game, right? Because they're more likely to lose a four health white save unit than they are a, a six health red save unit, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. But for... Most of those commanders aren't impervious. As right. Well for and then and what such, happens right? is when you bounty one of those commanders, most of the time they end up not doing anything for the game. Like they'll do a little support in the beginning, but then once the army starts moving up, they're holding their commander back because they don't want them to put them out there as a target. And it just, it, it just eliminates them as a threat to any of the objectives. Yeah. Are you, are you talking from a Boba Fett perspective primarily, Jay? I guess so. Yeah. Cause that's mostly what I've played. Cause for me, I think that conversation is dependent upon which bounty hunter I'm playing. Okay. Um, yeah, that's fair. fair. Yeah, because uh, ones like Boba Fett and Cad Bane are better at like going after things and kind of mm -hmm. getting across the table to proactively target something. Um, so if I'm playing one of them, I'm more likely to bounty like a squishy generic target because I know that, you know, if they're if they're hiding in a way where they still want to be useful to their army, then they're probably going to be close enough for Boba Fett to chase yep. down. Yeah, um, that's fair. But if you've got a more static kind of like ranged attrition type bounty hunter like IG-88 or Bosk, then yeah, I'm with you, Tim, where I'd be more likely to bounty uh, that's fair. a unit that's going to be out in the action that I can see yeah. that I don't have to chase down. It, it seems so. like in today's game, and maybe uh, my, my feeling and my experience thus far has been that generally you have both. And so I think most of the time, just because when I've been running double bounty, I'm putting two bounties out anyways. So I'm like, yeah, I'll put one on that unit who's going to be the aggressive unit and I'll put one on the squishy one. And then I have Boba right. and Bosk and I have options to try to like get that, you know, because um, I don't. I, it's not often um, nowadays that you only have a generic commander without a playmaker unless you're running like double airspeeder or something you know unless yeah. you're running some weird skew list that well you know yeah and that's part of the the strength of double bounty as well right is yeah. that you can do both um again unless you're facing a double operative list or double bounty list you know unless you're facing a, a either a mirror or similar to a mirror you're able to do the playmaker quote-unquote and the squishy unit yeah it's, All right, that's it. Yeah, let's call it. <laughs> but, well, so, but also, <laughs> I think it's important to know. It's important to try your best to know bounty hunter command cards and what they do, even if you don't play them. And I know that's a little bit more of a reach. You got to do a little more of a of a deep dive on that. But I say that because of game two played against Josh Peregrine from the Discord, uh, who's a good friend although we haven't actually had a chance to play yet uh so this is our first time playing each other it was double bounty gun line versus double bounty gun line he had Aiden inferno and so he had more range five slash infinity than i did so he was able to pick off some of my my stuff before i could so i had to be aggressive long story short i had to be aggressive i love and this is gonna if you ever play me congrats you're gonna have a, a peek into my command hand now 
I love Boss One Pip. It is so underutilized. I love his one pip. And I people can you. laugh. Yeah, people can laugh at that how, how much they want. But in this game, this game was super close. Um, his Boba had to run away. His IG-88 lived on one health with a bounty token on it. But that bounty token was from Bosk running in. And if Bosk, he was one turn, arguably one action, one action away from dropping that bomb. And Josh, because he's a good player, he knew about Bosk command cards. He knew that I probably, the way I was playing Bosk, I probably have his one pip. He knew that he had to take him out first. Um, but if I had gotten that off, it would have been a completely different game. And I possibly, I don't say I would have won, but it very possibly would have won because uh, it would have been, it would have been huge. Uh, so yeah, so it's really important to know like what's coming at you and not just be like, okay, even the long range ones like Bosk, like they can still do some things in yeah. close range. I think it's tricky, right? The problem is, especially like a list you're like what you were playing what i what i played recently any of the double bounty lists right the diversity in cards now that you can have and it, and then if you throw another hero in there like you know my list has krennic in it you're like i have no idea what he has at the one pip like i have some guesses <laughs> you know like yeah. uh yeah. but i don't know yeah. i don't know like like so i think that becomes like you should know roughly what could happen but i think yeah. it's less likely to help you because of all the possible scenarios now that especially right. if you're up against double bounty which yeah it's hard to predict yeah. it's hard to predict perfectly but i'm just saying if you see someone playing a certain way like he saw Bosk yeah. running up a little bit more i was tried my best to do it in cover but the map wasn't my friend and i yeah but yeah just be your do your best to be aware of what they can do possibly in a situation uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think i think Which especially kill boba, you most likely yeah like boba boba is so deadly at almost any range really <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah well and there are some that have really unique effects that if they catch you by surprise you know like cad bane's two pip right where he throws out all that suppression yeah. and potentially a bunch oh, yeah. of immobilized tokens if you're yeah. in a situation where it's like wait why is he activating duck and cover every time i shoot him even though he already has like six suppression tokens and his danger right. sense is maxed out right. um maybe <laughs> i should stop <laughs> right um right. you know so yeah it's definitely being aware of command cards generally is one of the most important things in the game that comes with experience but um bounty hunters specifically definitely have a lot of their kit kind of wrapped up in those command cards yeah um yeah. clearly i think that's true of most characters but a lot of commander type characters they do things more like hand out tokens or buff their own units or things that are like important and good and useful but not as splashy as yeah you know some of the operative uh command cards where they might blow you up or something like that yeah, so. yeah. well i would say and i think this is something I've maybe I took it a step further. This was something Mike said year, I don't know, it could be years ago at this point. Uh, but Dash, you know, he had said, Hey, don't read what the text says on the command card, just understand where you want to play a one pip or a two pip, and then and then hopefully the 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 you know that'll support your your play. So I guess to kind of to both your points, right? To Tim's earlier point with it 
don't freak out if you don't know the command cards, because if you're watching their style of play, no matter what, you know that a bounty hunter's one and two pip is going to be rough. You just you just know. So if they're making a play with Boba or Bosk or Cad Bane and you got a feeling that a two or a one's coming. You know, you know that they're going to do something bad. And you're going to so, want to try and get priority or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so it's it's like I think there's ways because I I mean, I'll be honest with everybody. I, I don't have all the command cards memorized. I have a gist of what some of, of what most of them do. But like especially with the th- way things come out now, I, I and like some of the CIS stuff, I just I have no idea what it does. And, so, you know, and so I'm just like, OK, I could see this units being aggressive. We're going into round four. This is a scoring round. They're going to probably play a two pip here. It's going to be nasty. What do I need to do to get ready for that? Like, OK, should I then I'm going to pop my one pip or I'm going to put my guys behind cover or OK, Boba moves, you know, this speed, Um, not that, you know, Boba's probably rocket, right, would probably be the only one you'd have to. But like, you know, it's just like you kind of like get a feel for where they are on the battlefield. And then you could probably guess what pip that they're going to play next. Um, And then just know that it's not going to be good. (laughs) You know, whatever it is. So just try to try to yeah get the priority or or put yourself in a position where it won't matter. Like, I don't know, maybe throw down a three pip and put stamp ice on a bunch of stuff that are like waiting. Sure. And if that thing pops, you know, whatever that bounty hunter is, if it takes an action, it's getting shot before it does whatever it does. So, you know, yeah. you can try to punish them without even knowing whether or not I'm going to play whipcord or rampage or, you know, whatever. It yeah. doesn't matter. That was again, game two. Uh, I knew Boba wanted to come in. I knew Boba wanted to come, come say hi. And so like that, I just, put standbys on a whole bunch of things and would it have killed him probably not but a you're never going to kill him if you don't throw any dice against him <laughs> secondly it helped control him yeah and like he's able to, he was able to stay pretty far away and you know like he got some pot shots off but he wasn't able to to quote unquote dive like he wanted to yeah god tangent standby i think is one of the most underrated yeah like like competitive it can fix in this game it's situationally it's one of those things with standbys i think this is a useful tangent because this is a a gross you're right jay this is an often misunderstood yeah people are like well standbys just normally get shot off like what's the point um a lot of times when you're taking a standby it's to kind of force your opponent down a certain decision tree it's Mm -hmm. you know taking a standby action does not mean that you necessarily plan on spending that standby as an action you know you're trying to keep your opponent away from a certain part of the table you're you're trying to make it so that their target priority is different than whatever they were planning Um, because now you know if they want to do something specific that's within range of that unit that just took a standby they got to shoot that unit first and that can mess with that their tempo that can mess with you know what they want to actually use their limited attacking resources to shoot at Mm -hmm. um so yeah, it's standbys are not just about actually spending the standby. Sometimes yeah. just taking the standby action can be useful for lots of other reasons. Yeah, if you never actually spend it. So Stand, yeah, standbys it, on. Oh, go ahead, Jay. No, 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 please. I was gonna say standbys on force users as well can be really yep. can really be strong. Yeah. People always mm-hmm. after a dive. Sometimes your best thing to do is standby. It's not every time, but like sometimes that's your best thing. Like might be your best option. Um, 
if, if you're within less... units, it's already activated. Or yeah. Ha, ha, yeah. I'm sorry, has not has activated, not activated yet. yet. Right, um, right, right. Yeah, then you do yeah. your, you know, you, you dodge standby or whatever. And then if that unit tries to withdraw, you just follow. Uh, L- oh. Last LVO, Daniel Caslassi kicked my butt in record time, probably. Like we were done with an hour to spare uh, with a, I think it's a seven act Yoda Obi Wan list. <laughs> and he just, he just bursts the speed Obi Wan in and guidance him in. Guidance and then the standby. Just, yeah. And then just kept standbying. And it, like anything I did, no matter what I, I, for the rest of the game, that was like turn two. For the rest of the game, all six turns, I could not leave. I could not escape Obi-Wan because he just always had some kind of standby or something on him where he just go, or an order token to where just boom, perfect control. And he just, he had his way with my side of the board. Boom. Yeah. I've never yeah, seen that before. <laughs> yeah, that's why ways to issue standbys and melee, or standbys, suppression in melee, like demoralize very underrated yes. keyword yep i'm not saying you should take fear because that takes up a four slot but <laughs> thank yeah, you yeah, yeah, you read my uh, mind i was just gonna say wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. yeah but if fear hey, was a training upgrade i think you'd consider it though yeah gideon's oh, yeah. dark saber gives him gives him demoralize one there you it go. does yep there you go no 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 nothing is going to justify you taking gideon I, I think <laughs> i think gideon is highly <laughs> underutilized but anyway yeah he may be but that wasn't the way to do it <laughs> I I see what you were trying to do there, Tim. I I appreciate what you were trying to do. I don't. Um, I, don't. I, I love I we're like angel and devil. On my Zoom, I'm like I'm one of Tim's I'm not, shoulders. I'm not and sure it was effective. <laughs> I'll tell um, you right now, it wasn't. It wasn't effective. You know what? We just appreciate <laughs> that you're still thinking, pal. That's all. You know. No, listen. Just like that, that shirt, you're trying something new. <laughs> I didn't have a whole lot of thought <laughs> behind either one of those things, either the shirt or the uh, or the list. Uh, man, yeah, no, I just because um, I think that was uh, back to the double bounty stuff. Like what, two or three yeah. weeks ago, when Kyle and I were going through my list live on on the on the cast, um, man, adding that deploy the garrison. At the time, I knew it was good, but I didn't realize how good it would, how like clutch it would come. Yeah, especially like having standbys on bounty hunters in certain situations, you know, and death troopers all at the same time and just going, yeah, "Yeah, I don't know. Good luck with that. You know, and so like it's, ah, man. Put him on some dark troopers, too, if you bring some dark troopers, but I'm just saying. Yeah, it's I feel like the whole dark trooper chronic thing was kind of underdone back when dark troopers were cheaper. Yes, I agree. Um, but anyway, I think it could still be very good potentially. True. Um cuz standbys on things that you can't strip standbys off are even better than standbys on things where you can strip standbys. Right? How about yeah. that. Yeah. Um all right. Any like other thoughts on I mean I I know we could talk endlessly about the bounty hunters themselves, and I don't yeah. want this to devolve into that. No. I feel like we've kind of done a good job narrowing it to like discussion yeah. of the bounty keyword yeah. and what you do with it. Um, I guess the the final thing I would say about it is I view it view it as like a tool in the toolbox, but not something that you can rely on. Right. Um, yeah. you know, it's a good tool for as we already talked about forcing your opponent down certain decision trees, maybe using a unit more or less aggressively than they would have otherwise. Um, occasionally it can like just outright win you a game. But when I'm playing bounty hunters, uh, and I tend to run just one, um, mm-hmm. 
not that i i mean i've done double bounty it's also fine um and certainly your chances of scoring a bounty when you have two is significantly higher both because you have more bounty targets and you also have more things that can do the thing um but even like when i play one bounty hunter i view it as kind of like a bonus if i can actually score the bounty yeah as, as something yeah. like a, a crime yeah. of opportunity so to speak rather yeah. than anything to like proactively go for mm-hmm. um yeah i honestly there's matches i even forget about it because it's like that's not even like on yep. my mind as the thing that i need to do during this game like it's, right it's, well and that honestly for my first game that might have been what it kind of maybe happened to me as well in the background because i'm so used to that kind of style where no one's really playing for bounty quote unquote to have someone be so aggressive with their bounty hunter i was just, just like oh oh you're you're going for it okay yeah hmm. it happens but yeah yep it does yeah. happen all right. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? No. On that topic? All right. Just every bounty hunter is different. Practice them. Find the one you love. Listen, everybody. We give you lots of long podcasts. This isn't one of them. Which find is totally fine. Love. Yeah. We love you guys. Thank After you for like listening. After like a two-hour one, an <laughs> yeah, hour yeah. and a half long one. Yeah. 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 No. Time to time to move on. It's, it's Don't late. put a bounty around your heart. Open yourself up to whatever you want to play. It's okay. Like Lorcana. If you want to play Lorcana, right. you can. You can. So far, yeah. so far, no bounty hunters in Lorcana, but that could happen. So, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any like Disney lore bounty hunters, not like Star Wars bounty hunters, but just, um, like... yeah, there's the ones in Tangled. Uh, so the two, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the the brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. There you go. Yep. There you go. All right. So there, there could be bounty hunters in Lorcana. There you go. I don't know if those guys are Lorcana cards, but they easily could. Or You're should welcome, Ravens. It could be one day. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Bounty, well, we bounty are... born. There you go. Yeah. Next expansion. <laughs> An expansion of two cards. That's <laughs> yeah. yep. all we need. Still sell out. Yep. Yeah. Still sell out instantly. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, we are the notorious scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I am Jay, and I am Tim. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Yeah. Do that. No fruit, Matt.